glad you decided to join us this morning. We're excited. We're ready to worship the Lord together. So stand up, worship with us today.
Yeah. 
sing his name. You know, there's, there's peace in his name. There's power in his name. Oh, Jesus, sing it. Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus.
change your life. They can give you that peace. They can give you that, that hope. He is our hope. Amen? Man, it is so good to be in with you in the house of God wherever that is to you. Yeah, and I trust you're making your home the, the house of God. And I trust that His presence is just where you're at, whether that's in your living room, in your dining room, in your kitchen, in your bedroom. You know, or if you're outside watching it from your deck. I, I don't know, but I'm glad you're here with us. And worship team, thank y'all for leading us into worship. Man, the presence of God is strong. Man, I trust you feel it at, at home. We're just going to get into his word. So I'm going to ask y'all again, stick with me. I don't like to be alone. And it's odd because right now where I'm at, not I mean, it seems like everywhere I go, people staying away from me. Aren't you kind of tired of that? Have you noticed that? Or is that just me? I mean, just, maybe it is just me. And everybody's got the excuse finally now. But, but I'm tired of walking down Walmart and seeing people and them walking around to get away from me. At, at that, you know, I mean, just to separate out. Like I feel like, I, I'm, I'm just, like I said last week, I'm over it. Uh, I'm done with it. <laughs> um, but so I'm so glad, especially, and, and I, I wish you at home. I'm so, I, I, I can't wait till we get to come back in, in our fellowship as the body of Christ comes together in the house of God. Um, I'm glad that we get to do this, and, and I get to see, and even though nobody will shake my hand or give me a hug, or, and you can see they, they sit far away. They're not, they're not social distancing from each other, just me. I mean, you're six feet away from me, not each other. You are off. Maybe someday soon, uh, you know, y'all will get to have people close again. There's, there's something, there, just this whole, during this whole time, there's been a phrase or just something in my head that I can't get out of my head, and it's just hope. You'll notice I've been been preaching a lot on hope. I, I've been covering it up with peace, but but going in with with hope. Hope is so significant. Hope is so powerful. I don't know if we realize really how powerful hope is. Sometimes it gets put on that back burner, and um, especially when you say phrases like, um, you know, just 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 hope and pray. Just hope and pray everything works out. We just hope and pray that it all comes together. We just hope and pray. And, 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 and I think sometimes we think, well, that sounds a little bad. It almost, it's almost like we're just, you know, if we're lucky, you know, just, just hope. But, and, and, and I know it doesn't sound as spiritual as what it might should. Because sometimes when you use that line, well, it's just, just hope. We, we just hope. Hope it all works out. That that some people say, well, you, you need to have faith. You just need to have more faith. You know, you get by with. You need faith, not hope. 
but it was sticking to me. Hope is important. In, in fact, I'll, I'll say it's according to the word of God. You can't have faith if you don't have hope. If you don't have hope, you don't have faith. Because, because Hebrews 11, when he starts, the writer of Hebrews uh, begins this chapter of 11, this what we know of, we refer to as the Hall of Fame of Faith chapter, because he's listing all the great people from the Old Testament and their faith, and he's saying, by faith they did this, by faith they did that, by faith, and he, he speaks of Abraham a lot, but he starts it all out, he says, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now, now faith in its substance, it's the substance of things that you've hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. But, but notice, without hope you don't have faith. Because faith is the substance of the things that you've hoped for. So, so we've got to learn to get our hopes. Come on, if we're going to get our faith up, we've got to get our hopes up. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. If I don't hope for it, I'm not going to have faith to believe it. If I haven't first put some hope into it, I'm never going to have the faith. Sometimes it's the hope that carries our faith. And I know it might seem different a little bit because we want to go with this, oh, you just got to have faith. You just got to believe. But, but it's your hope that carries your faith. You know, the writer of Hebrews in that, that 11th chapter, he goes into this and he goes and he's spending a lot of, he mentions so many of the, he mentions, no, he mentions all so many Moses and on, on, David. But he spends a lot of time with Abraham. And Abraham is considered the father of our faith. In fact, in fact Paul, in, in Romans, the fourth chapter, I, I want to just spend a little time with, with Abraham here, with, like Paul does. Because he ties in the two and he explains this so so well that that your your hope and your faith how it intertwines and that that your it, it has to be together and, and here as he's speaking of of Abraham in the fourth chapter he says verse 16 therefore it is of faith that might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed not only to those who are the law in other words those back in the Old Testament, the Jews, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Now he's tying in the Gentiles, because the law, and then, then now but he says, who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Abraham's saying, or, or Paul's saying of Abraham, he's, look, he, he is the father of our faith. What, what intertwines it all, whether you're Jew, whether you're Gentile, Abraham's the father of our faith, the beginning of it. He's a, that great man of faith. And he goes on 
describing Abraham now, and he says, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him uh, whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Uh, That is one of my favorite lines in the Bible. God who calls those things which do not exist as though they did. But watch this. He says, who contrary to hope, he's speaking of Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. Who contrary to hope, in hope, believed. The the NIV says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. I, I like that. That against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. In other words, he didn't have anything really to hope for. It, it nothing, nothing seemed like there's any hope he had. The promises God had given him, not really much hope for it. But still, in hope, he believed. Paul goes on to say. Uh, of him so that because he believed so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken so shall your descendants be and not being weak in faith notice he's gone from now hope to talking about faith not being weak in faith he did not consider his his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old in other words he should have considered it dead at a hundred. I mean, good, you know, it doesn't take a virus to know you're close to death if you're a hundred. Yeah, it's just, you're close. You're on the verge of it. Still no child. Still about a hundred years old. And, and he didn't, but he didn't consider his body already dead nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. Remember, she's, she's 90. Maybe you ought to consider some things. Goes on saying, speaking of Abraham, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but strengthened his, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. I love the lines that Paul use in describing Abraham. Man, there's some powerful, I mean, the contrary to hope, in hope believed. That's a a powerful line. I love that line. That contrary to hope, he in hope believed. Uh, he, he says he was not weakened in his faith. Even though he considered all these things, now he strengthened his faith, giving glory to God. I, I love those, those lines that against all hope, you know, as NIV puts it, against all hope, he and hope believe. I think right now, one of the hardest things to find is hope. And we got a lot of people preaching you need to have faith. 
But in this world that you're at right now, it's hard to have the hope. Especially when, when it seems like it's so fragile. That can be taken away. I mean, you get your hopes up for, for this, you know, you know, hey, you know, we made it through. You know, where I said last week that I'm done with it, I've had enough of it. That, that hits because, you know, we've been doing this for how long? Everybody's lost, lost track now, haven't we? I mean, what's this, six weeks? That's a long time. I mean, good half part of March. Now it's all of April. By the way, I had a birthday in April, and that stunk. Couldn't go to my favorite restaurant, or Brandy had a birthday. I mean, in in March, right before. I mean, the, all these things. I mean, but now Becca, she's just had the longest spring break ever, so she's good. But you you'll hear these, you know. Hey, it's maybe, you know, we, we get all giddy like kids. Maybe we'll get to go outside, you know, in a couple of weeks. And then the, and, and you're getting your hopes up. You notice how the government's been doing that too? They'll put this one day out, and when you get close to it, you know, well, hey, we're going to get to, and then they just dash your hopes. Let's extend it another two weeks. Legs extended again. Your hair's looking bad. That's okay. Nobody's going to get haircuts. I mean, just, it's like I'm hanging on to a little hope. And then, ah, no hope. And, 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 and honestly, it, it really hasn't affected me like it's affected others. I can only imagine I, I do have I do have some friends where they've they've contracted it the the virus and some in the hospital some in ICU and on the ventilators and and watching how the family who can't go up to the hospital and and their hopes just trying to hold on to hopes when doctors are saying it's not looking good and they're not able to be there with them. In those situations, how is it that you can believe when you don't have the hope to believe? That's, that's what... You know, Paul's saying of Abraham, and he's going through his life. If you go through Abraham's life, and Paul's speaking of him and saying, this, this man, this, this father of our faith, this great warrior of our faith, who fought for it and believed against all odds, who against all hope, he kept hope alive against all hope, in hope he still believed in it. Not being weakened in his faith. And I, that's the one that gets me. 
when, when Paul says that, not being weakened in his faith. Because when I read the story of Abraham, it doesn't come across that way to me. Maybe it does to you. But, but when you read the story of Abraham in Genesis, and he's given this promise back in Genesis 12, this great promise. I mean, we love the promise because, you know, we love the promise so much because we're in the promise. Because, you know, because of your blessing, all the families of the earth will be blessed because of you. I mean, I love the promise of Abraham because I get to be a part of that. I'm blessed because of Abraham. And, and, and here in 12, he's given this promise, but by the time we get to the end of chapter 12, there's a famine that's hit, and, and yeah, as soon as he's given the promise, he leaves the land like he's supposed to, but, but then uh, there's a famine, so he goes to Egypt, and he tells his wife, Sarah, hey, you're a really pretty, smart man. Dumb when he goes, um, just tell them you're my sister and we're not married so that they don't kill me. It's just a little lie because, you know, we are, and it's that sick, but it's true. But, but, but we are married. That, you know, it's just a little lie. It protects me. It's good. That seems like a weakening in faith moment. You know, when, when after, goodness, it had been 15 years and no promise, fulfilled no child, and Sarah comes up with this idea to Abraham saying, hey, I've got this, this maid. <laughs> She's younger. She can probably give you a child. And, and Abraham says, okay. <laughs> All right. That seems like a weakening in faith. Just do it on my own. It's not going the way I thought. I'll just make it happen. When, when later they're telling him, hey, you're, you're going to have a child. I'm going to give it to you. It's not going to be Ishmael. You're going to have your own, and it's going to be through Sarah, and you're going to name him Isaac. And Abraham's pleading because it seems like he's kind of given up on the hope. He's pleading, saying, no. In other words, don't let me down again. Let it, let it be Ishmael instead. Sarah's over there laughing. And then denying it. I mean, goodness. She laughs, and then she lies to God that she laughed. I mean, that's... But Paul's talking about him, and in this one little bit, it's this guy that, contrary to hope and hope believed, was not weakened in his faith. Like, really? Sounds that way. It, it sounds it, but, but here's some things that, that I like. Because, because one thing I realize that just like Genesis and all of Genesis is the inspired word of God, Romans chapter 4 is the inspired word of God. And it's, it's true also. 
So even though it doesn't seem right, there's, I've got to find something because I know it is true. So, so where is it? Because it sounds like it's, but, but then, I, then I caught it. Because here, here's one part. Verse 19 when it says that without weakening his faith, and now I'm reading it in, in, in NIV just because uh, I wanted to. But it says, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. That, that caught me. Because it says, without weakening his faith, without we how do you not weaken your faith when you're facing the facts. Because it said, without weakening his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. And that Sarah's womb was also dead because she was old too. But without weakening his... That, that kind of goes against what we believe we don't want to face facts, do we? Because the facts bring us down. The facts is what hurts us. Sometimes it's the facts. What, what I'm saying, it's easy to have faith until you get the diagnosis from the doctor, right? I don't want the fact. I don't want to believe it. La, 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 la. And you have Christians like that that just go around like, nah, 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 nah. it's not true, it's not true, I'm not believing, I'm not. Have you ever met those guys? I mean, honestly, I mean, you meet them, and, and, and you, I mean, I've, I've seen them. I remember when I was in Bible college, because you find a lot of them in Bible college. When I was in Bible college, and there's this one guy, I mean, he was running this fever, it was horrible. And, and, and he's trying to, like, go around and, like, just go to bed, man. Stay away from everybody. You're sick. And he went, don't you speak that over me. I'm not sick in Jesus' name. Don't you speak that over me. Like, you know, whether I speak it or not, you're sick. You're running a fever. You're sweating. Everybody wants to stay away from you. Whether or not... We speak it over you doesn't mean you're not really sick. We don't want to face facts because facts bring us down. But, but Paul said of Abraham, look, he was not weakened in his faith even though he faced the facts. Listen, listen, here's why it's important you face facts. Get this, get this. This is why it's so important. Listen, if you're never sick, how can God be your healer? Come on. How can I know him that way? If I never face the fact that I'm going through something, how can he get me out of it? If I don't face the facts that my financials are bad sometimes, how can I ever know him as my provider in this circumstance? If I don't face the facts that I can't do this without him, how will I learn to ever survive with him? Come on. If I don't face the facts... Sometimes, uh, 
You've got to learn to face the... I know we like to just pretend it doesn't exist. I know that we like to just pretend that it's not there, that we're all fine. I know we tell it, but sometimes, listen to me, you've got to learn to face the facts. It doesn't mean that I don't believe It doesn't mean that my faith goes with the facts. It doesn't mean that... No, no, I like what it said about Abraham, the father of our faith, who against all hope, still in hope believed, was able, without weakening his faith, could still face the facts. Because we want to just look at facts and pretend it's not there. We, we do. And I realized why, because all those things bring me down. And I've learned that when I'm coming down, what's really happening is I'm losing my hope. And when I lose my hope, I lose my faith. Because remember, faith is the substance of things hoped for so if I don't have hope I won't have faith if I begin to lose my hope my faith will go and every time I face facts that go against a promise that God's given me I'm losing my hope at that moment but Paul said of Abraham without weakening his faith, he was able to face the facts. And I'm thinking, how was he able to do that? Because when I face the facts, my hope goes away and my faith gets weaker. Are are you following me? I'm I'm trying to get this just just where, where we're at here. When I face the facts too much, my hope tends to drift off. So when my hope goes away and it's being weighed down, my faith gets weaker. So how was it that Abraham, was he superhuman? How was it that he was able to, without weakening his faith, face the facts but that's not looking good. But, but then, I, then I saw it in that next verse, verse, verse 20. Watch this. I, I caught it. Because it said, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith. Because normally when I'm, when I'm facing the facts, my faith gets weak because... The facts bring me down, so my hope gets, goes down. But it said, it said, he learned this. He was strengthened in faith by giving glory to God. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Until I remembered. Glory. This is neat. I love this. Glory is a Hebrew word that that is kabod. 
glory, the Hebrew word that they, they didn't know what else to describe the presence of God once they experienced it. They didn't know how else to describe it. And they came up with this word, Hebrew word, kabod, that, that's, that's glory. Here's what, here's what it means. It means wait. Or, or, a, or a, a heaviness. It, it means, it means, it, it, it's just, it means weight. Being heavy. That, that explains glory, doesn't it? Have you ever been in one of those services where the glory of God, and you know there's no other way to describe it, it's so heavy in a good way? I mean, I, I've been, I've experienced it before. I, I love, one, one time we did a, a camp with our kids when we were youth pastors. And, and before the camp, we told the kids, hey, invite, you know, invite, invite your friends. There was, there was one of our, our youth kids invited some neighbor kids who had never been to church at all, ever, all new to them. They were the farthest thing from church. And we had, a, we had one of those, we were able to just do this outdoor service. And I'll tell you, there was something about one of those nights that the presence of God was so strong. It was amazing. It, it was one of the most powerful services still as an adult I've ever been in. It was so just just heavy. And, and one of these kids, I mean, we had, I'm not exaggerating, every kid that we brought at this camp, every kid is just falling down on the, some on knees, some are just laid out. I mean, it was so powerful. And one of those kids who had never been in church at all, he comes to me in the dorm afterwards, this is hours later, and really, they're just kind of in this corner talking in the dorm, and I, I'm over there by him. I, I come over by him, and he, he goes, hey, 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 Greg, Pastor Greg, because somebody corrected him. It's not just Greg, it's Pastor. Okay, Pastor Greg, you got to explain to me what just happened. I said, what are you talking about? What happened to me? Why? What were you talking about? He said, all of a sudden, I don't know why, but I just started crying, and I wasn't sad. And I don't know why. And then I couldn't stand for nothing. My legs were just gave out, and I was just kneeling. And I couldn't get up for no reason, and I was just crying. And I don't know why. I said, do you feel good? I feel awesome, but what happened? I said, that was, that's what, because how do you describe that? I said, well, you know, that's the glory of God. You experience the presence, the glory of God, and it's so heavy, you couldn't even stand at that moment. It's just, it's heavy. That's, so they described it, this Hebrew word, glory they gave it because the presence was heavy it was like a weight 
on them, but in a good way. And, and so, so if you'll read it as now not knowing what glory is, here, here's the, oh, this is where you, you, you've got to get this. Because we've been going, it started out the verse before that, that Abraham, without weakening his faith, faced the facts. How do you do that? Because the facts bring me down. They make me lose my hope. And when I lose my hope, I, my faith gets weak. But it says of Abraham, without weakening his faith, he still faced the facts. The next verse saying, he was instead, he strengthened his faith, giving glory to God. Giving, giving weight to God. Because how many know? The facts have a weight. Come on, are, are you following me right now? Are you getting this? The facts have weight, don't they? The facts have weight. So I've got to decide, what am I going to give weight to? Am I going to give weight to the facts, or am I going to give weight to God? Am I going to give weight to the facts, or am I going to give weight to the promises He's made me? What am I going to give more weight to? Because whatever I place my weight in will depend how my hope goes. And if I give hope, if I give glory, if I give weight to what God said, even though I face the facts, even though I know it's real, so even though I know I'm sick, Come on. Even though I might have got this diagnosis, even though that might be true, I'm giving more weight to God because He said He's my healer. He said that by His stripes I'm healed. He said He'll take care of me. He said He'll never leave me nor forsake me. He said He'll always be with me. So I'm giving Him more weight. And as I give Him weight, my hope goes up and my faith goes up. I'm telling you, it all depends. That's the key. How can I have have hope when it looks like I shouldn't have hope? How can I have faith when it looks like I can't have faith? Because I've learned like Abraham that I'm going to give more weight to God in what he said than what everybody else says around me. So the economy, even though I know it's true, even though I know it's real, and I'm not denying it, I'm still giving some more of my weight to God so I can live my life like Abraham without weakening my faith. I can still face the facts because I'm still strengthening my faith because I'm giving glory. I'm giving weight. I'm putting my hope in God. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Will y'all come back so we can worship a little bit? It's all where I place my hope. My faith depends on where I place my hope. So wherever you're at, listen, I know you might be going through things. And I know you're getting tired. And I know as things go on, and it goes longer and longer, and I would have thought by now it would have been different, and it hasn't. It's easy for my hopes to begin to deteriorate 
And when my hopes deteriorate, my faith. But I've got to learn to decide. I've got to learn to decide. What am I going to give weight to? words what am I going to base my faith my hope off of is it going to be what the media says is it going to be what others around me are saying is it going to be what friends here say or or am I going to put my hope and my trust in God and what he says got to be careful. What are you giving weight to? What are you giving weight to? Let's give it to Him. Right now, just for a little bit, where you're at, will you just let the glory of God fill the place where you're at? And just for a while, let your faith be strengthened as you give as you give glory to God. Well, let's let's just worship Him.
how this must have looked for Abraham. There's I love where God put the promises to because here he is and as he's facing the facts that he's old and childless and but the promise is you're going to be a father of many nations and Abraham's thinking how can that be because I'm old wife's old and we have no no kid but then God would speak to him little things and this is what he'll do to you he, he would tell him he'd go say go count the stars at night go, go count them if you can your descendants will be like that or, or go to the beach look at the sand that's going to be like your descendants. And I just think in my mind, this is, this is me, because this is how God works with me. Because he'll say things in that way. I have a feeling that when the enemy's speaking in Abraham, Abraham's head, he's saying, look, that ain't going to come true. Man, you're old. A hundred now. God gave you that promise 25. It would have been a miracle then when you're 75. But now, 25 years later, you're a hundred year old. And Sarah's not any younger. Not getting any younger. Here's what Abraham, this is how I picture it. Here's what Abraham would do. In those days, when his faith would get down, when it hit nighttime, I think he'd go outside of his tent and he'd begin to look at the stars. And as he's counting, you know, God promised me this, this, 
That's Isaac. Isaac's going to have something. They're, we'll just call them. There's Jacob, Esau. Jacob's going to, all oh, the nations. As he's counting the stars, what is he doing? Even though the enemy said this, he's putting more weight on his What am I saying? Sometimes you just got to get your eyes up. When you're feeling down, get your eyes up to the heavens where the promises are. What has he spoken over your life? Can you see it? Can, can you see it? Now, where are you going to put the weight? Is it there or is it what's around you? I'm going to put my weight on him. I'm going to give that more glory. Him more glory. Because as my hopes rise, my faith rises. Amen? So get your hopes up. I want to, we're going to receive our tithes and our offerings. So where you're at right now, just break out your phones. They're already they're already on because you're watching it on Facebook or you're commenting. Quit scrolling to other Facebook pages and just get focused. And and, and give. So that the blessings will fall on you. You can give online at our website. You can mail in uh, your ties, your giving. Uh, you can text. Um, the number that's on this on the screen, you can text it to, to this number and it will walk you through the process. But, but give. And 